0: Everyone, welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany Blackman. Welcome, welcome. I hope you're all well out there. I am here to talk to you today about empowerment and how we empower each other, how we empower ourselves. And most of you that I'm speaking to today, even though I'm, I'm going to talk to all of you, but I'm talking to you women. And I have a very special guest today in the studio. And I met you. Gosh, we met online, of course, of course. That's what we do. (laughs) But Michelle Gooch she said it reminds with r- r- rhymes with Gucci bags so gooch <laughs> michelle it's so nice to meet you you're with life by design it's great to be here it's nice to meet you too tiffany face to face we did meet through zoom but here we are
1: <laughs> are you kind of over zoom you've done it a lot right oh, i've been on it a lot a wait lot. there is it's a real thing zoom fatigue it's a real thing yes it is mm-hmm.
0: it is i mean we it, it, it's amazing the science behind zoom and i do you know what we just figured out you've probably figured this out there's a certain time they allow now did you know that they cut oh. you off oh they cut, they you, cut off. you off did you know that so now <laughs> it's a subscription yes yes because you I think it's 40 minutes 35 or 40 Probably. minutes you yeah. know what I mean and you know did we expect that was going to be for free I mean seriously I mean zoom way to go you put you put us all together but we were on a call this past week and it went away.
1: Oh, it did. Okay. <laughs> so I do have the subscription. So there you go.
0: That's you. That's your, you're doing it the right way. We were cheating. We went in the back door. So yeah. Well, you have life by design and yes. I'm, I'm so impressed with you because you are a pastor. You've been a pastor for 22 years in your prior life. You started a new career. So Michelle, tell our my audience, tell us what you do.
1: Huh. That's a loaded question right there. Tiffany. <laughs> Let's just start with one. That's hard to answer. Okay? <laughs> that's right. Uh, so what I, I, am a coach. I empower people. People tend to want to move forward and either they feel stuck. They don't know how to move forward or they know where they're going. They just need more support to get there. And so I'm, I'm their support system, which Sounds like me challenging them. Sounds like me digging in places they didn't mean for me to go. (laughs) Sounds like me kind of helping them uncover things that they didn't know were hidden in their life. It's a lot of, it's a variety of things, but all the different things come together to move them forward. So they may come to me in the middle of a transition in their home life and we may discover something that helps them in their work life. Or vice versa. I had a, a woman with the vice president of an oil company. Imagine that. A wow. woman, a oh, vice president. Of there oil. you go. That is a male-dominated industry <laughs> oh, for sure. Gosh. And that's our segue too, for sure. And she definitely, and she was being promoted. She came to me for her job. And so we worked through what she needed. That girl had it. I mean, she she didn't need me to support her in her job, but there were no other people supporting her in her job. So I was privileged to step into that place, but we discovered something about her home life that she wasn't expecting. Wow. And so while she was transforming her work life, her home life was getting transformed too. Really? So it's a cool space to be in this coaching. Is it really? Mm -hmm.
0: So I asked you earlier if you're coaching. So life coach, you hear, I hear this quite a bit, career coach, life coach. um, And, but what is the difference because you're a counselor? I True. mean, that is your you have a degree. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're an associate pastor which i oh my going to the counseling there, but you have a bachelor of arts in psychology and a master's in counseling. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between coaching and counseling? Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Is that's that a valid a, that's question?
1: A great question. And everybody needs to understand that. So a, a when I am counseling, typically what I'm doing is I'm going back into your past and uncovering spaces where you've been hurt spaces where you've been wounded and we need to heal from that that's typically the focus of a counselor as a coach i'm always looking at where we're going where is the the what's the goal what's the final destination where are we going and what obstacles keep getting in our way? How are we going to work around or move or whatever it is we need to do with the obstacles? So to me, it's just a little different perspective Mm -hmm. from counseling versus coaching.
0: And you've done both now. I've done both. (laughs) Do you have a, do
1: you have a preference? I mean, well, obviously in coaching that you sometimes have to look at some past, but, but I really prefer coaching in that, uh, that that subtle shift of let's pay attention to where you're going and let's make sure we're getting there Mm -hmm. as opposed to let's always keep going to the past and keep working on this and keep, I like that subtle shift Mm -hmm. of coaching. I much prefer it. You do. Mm -hmm. So the
0: coaching, um, I guess. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is the counseling, could that be a little negative and then coaching it's very positive
1: I have seen plenty of people get stuck yeah. in, in counseling. Uh, they just keep going over the old and they never get past it. Now, that's not what counseling is designed to do, obviously, sure. but it's easy to get stuck there.
0: And when sure. you, in your career, are you singular? Are you just, just one client or is it a group? of Could it be a couple counseling
1: or could it be? Y- yes, we can do any of that. I do some group coaching. And we put p- people together that have similar um, destinations mm-hmm. and we do it together. Uh, but Devin, I prefer the individual that we can just fast track. And mm-hmm. it's. Uh, we had a session last night that this woman just had this beautiful breakthrough. And I'm like, Oh, I love wow. my job. Oh my <laughs> goodness,
0: is that Grace? I mean, so the woman that was in the oil industry mm-hmm. or is in that currently mm-hmm. in the oil, oil industry, I get that because she is amongst many men, mm-hmm. and we have been fighting for years for women to to have you know salaries, benefits. I, is was that what she was going through, or is it just to be in a male dominant industry? Oh.
1: Mainly it was that she was completely alone as a female as mm-hmm. she had no, nobody in that room that was female and no one in the, in the group below them that was female. So wow. she was completely alone and she just needed that kind of support that she wasn't going to get from right. the men in that group. Not because they were, not because they were purposely doing anything to her. They, they appreciated her and respected her, but they just couldn't support her in the way she needed. And how did you discover that she had the issues from home? Those things just come up in, in those individual sessions. Uh, a coach is supposed to be asking questions that are, are causing you to pause and think. So she did that enough that all of a sudden something came up and I was like, Oh, let's Wait, talk about that. Right. <laughs> Rewind. Let's go with that. Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. So is this type of, client still a client or is it I understand now this is a friend of mine that has a business coach. Mm-hmm. It's a year program for her business. Mm-hmm. For your business, how do you break it down? I mean it's right. not a one and done. Mm, no. No. In fact I don't let anybody buy one one session <laughs> one because package. I know we can't get it
1: done in one session. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you have those people that say, I can do it in one session. Right. Right. So I don't <laughs> no, let that can. happen. <laughs> so I offer a package. So you To get started with me, and I really think with any coach, you need to buy a package of Whether it's a year, like your business coach, or it's six sessions, 10 sessions, a six-month package, every coach sets it up a little differently. Mm -hmm. So with me, you typically start with a six- or ten-session package. Mm -hmm. And then, because you're an established client, because you understand how we work, you can add on to that however you want to afterwards. But we have to start with something a little more tangible. And once again, you are still Zooming, right?
0: Is that where you are? I,
1: are I I have a... A couple of clients that prefer Mm in-person and with them, we are doing that because of their world is pretty isolated. So they're not out in the, so yes, but most people were doing Zoom right now. Absolutely. Well, and I hear that for sure.
0: Okay. Empowering women. So let's, let's broach this subject and we did, we hit on it just a little bit, but can you even define (laughs) empowerment? For me, I mean, let's say empowering everyone. That's a great
1: question. I I think that's a good place to start for sure. I like to think about when your boss hands you a project, your boss is empowering you. Your boss is giving you the authority and the responsibility, the resources, the power to get that project done. And everyone knows you're in charge of that project. so. So that's power and authority right Mm -hmm. there. You just got handed power and authority. To me, that's what empowerment means. Mm -hmm. Stepping into standing in your power and authority. And as women, we're classic about giving our power away. We don't mean to. I mean, we don't realize we're doing it, but we are doing it. So empowering women is just really encouraging women, helping them see how to stand in their power and authority. Mm -hmm. So a couple of just... I'll just give you a couple of little things mm-hmm. that we do as women. I'm not. I'm dying to know. <laughs> so, there's a study done where they were literally looking at executive uh, level, all all executive level. They would walk into a conference room and look at the women and the men. They were really trying to see do they look different. And here's what women would do. You got a conference room. You got people coming in, starting to get full. Women would literally make themselves small, meaning pick up their bag, pull it in, take their drink and pull it closer, clear whatever they put in the chair next to them, and they would make themselves small. Hmm. The men had their backpack, you know, in the seat next to him. They were spread out. They Mm. never moved. I mean, they would move if someone asked for the seat, Mm -hmm. but they weren't trying to make space. So we literally made ourselves smaller, even at the executive level. Wow. To make room for other people. Isn't that a picture? Wow. It is a picture. And is that,
0: do you, do you, is there a correlation between we are moms? We are, I mean, not everyone's moms, mm-hmm. but we have that innate mm-hmm. being a, a nurturer. Is that what it
1: is? I think so. We notice what people need. And so we make space for that, which you know, I'm not saying don't do that. That's a beautiful quality. Sure. But notice the ways that you are making yourself small. And what happens is that communicates, that communicates to the rest of the room. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to be here. I don't need to take up much space.
0: And all of the qualifications and all of the degrees are all mm-hmm. the same across the board, right? With men and women, right? Why do you think that? And I this is not certainly not in every corporation or business. Men are paid more for the same
1: job. Why? Why is that? Well, that goes back several thousand years. Yes, is that it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm afraid that's just the way we set the system up. You know, in mm-hmm. the beginning, that's how the system was set up. Men made the money, mm-hmm. and the women didn't. Mm-hmm. And we just haven't shifted the system enough yet. Uh, I mean, I don't have a good answer, really. I wish right. there was a better answer. The thought process. The thought process. Of it, it is what it right. is.
0: You know, and and moving throughout history, you. It's true. Do, do you, I'm not sure I'm old, but I'm, I'm not sure what generation you are, but I remember people going to college and when we went to college in my age group, it was, oh, you're getting your MRS degree. Are you kidding me? I mean, it makes me want to hurl. I mean, seriously, that yes. it was the goal to get married. Mm-hmm. That was the goal for young women. Right and if there were, they were did they did choose professions it was what secretary nurse mm-hmm. teacher teacher mm-hmm. It right. was, it, you were you were certainly you were certainly in an umbrella of of careers
1: right I mean and so it's changed I thank goodness it's changed yeah we're pushing we're pushing to change a lot of that my my sons say they're in an unusual group because their grandmother my mother has a degree wow she has a college degree and <gasps> they've they when they went off to college and they told their college friends that they were like, what? What? Your grandmother has a degree? That's so unusual. Hmm. And they hadn't thought about it. But yeah, that was, but she became a home ec
0: teacher, you know? Home ec- exactly. She fit the mold. Exactly. Exactly. I was a home ec teacher. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, mm-hmm. you know, I, was, I went to TCU and I thought, gosh, what if I don't get a job in, in the food science and nutrition? Let me get my teaching degree. Right. Let me get my, my education mm-hmm. hours. And of course I did, did the home ec. Yeah. was not supposed to be a teacher at 21 teaching seniors in high school was not supposed to happen. Right. <laughs> right. Not for this girl, but yeah, that's true. So talk, talk to me about these, these women, these young girls empowering.
1: How do you empower yourself oh, wow. other than looking small? Yeah. Don't look small. Um, okay. So we do a, a handful of things that I, for some reason come more naturally to us. Um, One is Shonda Rhimes writes about this. Shonda Rhimes is uh, the producer, writer, guru on Grey's Anatomy and all those shows. She's, she's made it in her world in her industry. Mm -hmm. She's brilliant. And she talked about being in a room, I think it was about 12 or 15 women, all brilliant in the same industry, all having achieved incredible things. And they were all getting awards. And the woman that was, pouring out the accolades on them. She was going around the table, pouring out accolades on every one of them. And Shauna Rimes makes this observation that every woman in the room acted like, Oh, it was no big deal. Oh, I just, I was mopping the floor one day. And when I tripped over the mop, it came to me, you know, it just, Mm -hmm. well, we're, we do that as women. We, we don't own our accomplishments. And we'll notice that most of the time men are real good at owning their their accomplishments. But Mm -hmm. we as women aren't. We're constantly saying, oh no, no, no. Don't We don't accept the accolades and we don't own our accomplishments. So that's one thing you can do to stand in your authority and power is to actually own your accomplishments. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if you've got a degree, if you've got a a position, if you've got whatever it is, that's an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. If you've raised five kids, girl. Most of oh, the world can't geez. do that. you know. Right. So that's accomplishments. So own your accomplishments. That's one thing we can do. The other thing, going back to the making ourselves small,
2: mm-hmm.
1: while we do that physically, we also do that verbally. So paying attention to the words we use, we like to use tiny words. Just, can you just give me just, mm-hmm. can you just give me a minute? I just have this little tiny idea. I want to run by you. We wow. use we use those words when we're trying to speak and we and then we complain no one's listening to us. Right. But what we've done is we've communicated I don't really have that much to offer. We didn't say it that way, but that's how it was heard. Absolutely. If, if you're speaking to a man or a woman, right, anybody. Right. So standing in your power, actually recognizing your power and authority, acknowledge what you've accomplished and Get rid of all those words that make you seem small. And another one we do all the time is we start our sentences. I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am.
0: I'm so sorry to bother you. How many times have I, I've, I've sent my producer a text. I'm so sorry to bother you. That's my job. I I mean, I I
1: would assume that's what he would say, but I mean, that's Mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. So there you go, Tiffany. I'm challenging you next to that. I mean, if you've really done something wrong, go ahead and apologize. Sure. Right. Don't, don't use up Don't start your sentences. I'm sorry. That, that it is. And, and it only,
0: do you have a second, <laughs> you know, and I'm, yeah. do you have a second? Mm-hmm. You know, and I have I've said on this podcast so many times and I feel, I feel empowered as a woman. I really do. But I do use those words. Mm-hmm. Many things are coming through my head right now. And my husband is so proud of me. He, he but he's a hype guy. He's he's a sales guy. He's you know, big hype guy. And he will say into in a group, what I've done, my accomplishments, my degree, and I get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me very uncomfortable. But I'm just proud of it. He's like, that is so nice that he you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's something in my DNA and my counselor, my my psychiatrist and my counselor said, at some point in my history. I was made to feel that way mm-hmm. in my lifetime. And I know I've I've identified it. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to let go right of my first husband that never told me I was beautiful, mm-hmm. never told me I was pretty. Mm-hmm. You know what I
1: mean? Like that 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 read that person, you know. Yes, and that is true for women everywhere. We have some kind of experience, whether it was childhood or in a marriage or that is is amplifying mm-hmm. this behavior of ours and so we have trouble letting go of it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think how do how does this work with women and young, young women especially and men I don't know why I keep saying women but because we we that's our topic here mm-hmm. empowering to leave a relationship empowering to advance in a relationship Does it you know mm-hmm. so we're talking about a male fee- female or a female female relationship mm-hmm. whatever it may be yeah. how do you empower that person to make the right decision because i did say last last week i believe on the show i have a friend she bought her wedding dress you know he's been cheating on her and Mm -hmm. all the girlfriends have told her her family has told her but she was not empowered enough to leave but he did it for her Mm -hmm. so talk to me about empowering and how you can find this Other than Life by Design with Michelle Goose. Yeah,
1: come see me. (laughs) Ryan says, so So, yes, um, I'm thinking about boundaries. When you're talking about relationships, usually it comes in boundaries, uh, the empowerment. So, as women, we have a tendency to, this is not true of all women, but we have a tendency to let people come across our boundaries. So, if I have a fence around my yard my neighbor doesn't come over. Mm-hmm. He didn't just climb over the fence, you know, he knows the boundaries there. Well, that's what we have to have in relationships. But we'll go back to the word you used earlier, moms. Mm-hmm. When you're a mom, you can't exactly fence the kids out, you know. They have to have access to you almost all the time when they're tiny, right? Right. So we get used to people running over our boundaries and not giving us the space that's needed. So in a relationship, someone's cheating on you that he's definitely come across the boundary right mm-hmm. he's definitely not not holding to the boundary and she's not doing anything to expect him to hold to the boundary right so we have to have real clear understanding of where is the boundary for me and it may be different for for every relationship and then what am i going to do what are the consequences mm-hmm. so when you think about children it's easy <clears throat> so when when you have little kids and you're like okay we can We can do some things that discipline them, sure. But we can also let some natural consequences happen. (laughs) So if you want to go out in the snow without your coat on, not that it ever snows in Texas, but you know what I mean, (laughs) um, then you're going to get cold. Right. And next time, you're probably going to put your coat on. Those are natural consequences. When I'm in a relationship with someone and I don't let them experience the natural consequences, Mm -hmm. then they're just going to keep on keeping on keeping on. Dumping. Right. So that's the idea of mm-hmm. a, boundaries help you feel empowered in a relationship.
0: So your business, do you help couples or not couples necessarily, but the woman or the man that absolutely, absolutely can't if, leave or can't, you,
1: yes, if, trust, can't trust either. Absolutely. I've had plenty of people come to me either after a breakup or in the midst of something that they don't know what to do with. So we, we definitely can work on that.
0: You can. Yes. That's amazing. I mean, empowerment, right? Empowerment. It's a big deal, isn't it? It is. It's a huge deal. And I, and I, I see, I have, I'm working with the, the, the definitely the millennials mm-hmm. and so different from Gen Xers, mm-hmm. but I just see that there's a missing piece and, in the, the different, golly, the patterns of their mind and their right. behaviors. Mm-hmm. And you know, so so recently, I'm going to get into this with you, but we, we've been I'm making everyone on my, I'm encouraging everyone on my staff to, to take the Enneagram. So, okay. so to see where we are okay. and how we're working together, mm-hmm. because I've said it and I need to stop saying this. I'm a horrible manager because I want everybody to like me and be my friends mm-hmm. and then friend, you know, and when I need something done, how do you dance around that? You know what? Mm -hmm. I need to be empowered to be a better manager. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But when you see everyone's personalities, it's kind of tough, right? (laughs) So you are certified and you have to explain this to me. You and Paul were explaining this to me before the show started. You're certified in DISC, D-I-S-C, and it's Mm -hmm. behavioral analyst and holds a certificate in coaching mastery. Uh,
1: Tell me what DISC is because now I feel like I've been off that face of the earth. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, You mentioned Enneagram and and DISC. They're both personality style kind of theories for us. And the DISC divides us into four components and it kind of measures those four components for us. So uh, I'll run through them real quickly. D is someone who's dominant, someone who's a driver, someone who uh, really wants to get to the bottom line. Uh, let's get this done kind of attitude. An I is an influencer, um, um, kind of a cheerleader type, someone who is good with people and out in front, you you described your husband, he might have a lot of I in him. So that's, that's a person that is really going to be full of life and full of animation and tell the stories and all that stuff. An S is someone who's really steady, someone who's really... Um, People focused also, but not as extroverted as the I, more introverted. So they're steady and stable and they're taking care of everyone and thinking of everyone. You may have some of that in you, you when you talked about your management style. Mm-hmm. And then the C is someone who's compliant, uh, who's who's really correct all the time. They're very much into the details. They are. They do not want to make a mistake. You know, put them in charge of the money. Because they do not want to make I a mistake. I was going to ask you, accountants? <laughs> so it? yes, uh-huh. that would be a great place for this. So those are the four components that you tend to talk about when you talk about the disk. So if, you, if you're if you working on a team and you want to think about how how does all this fit together? So the D it is going to want you to come in and tell him the bottom line. If he's your boss, don't send him an email that goes on for three pages. Send him an email that he doesn't have to scroll on bullet point. Yeah. Bullet point. If you have an eye on your team, man, do not cut the social out. They are very social beings. They're bringing the party. They're all, you know, and, and you're thinking, let's get things done. And they're just <laughs> having a good time. Well, they bring the joy to the team. You need them, right? You know, but probably you need to write everything down for them if you need them to get something done. So I have an eye on my team too. And we, we have a sticky note system for her. <laughs> and wow. She she knows she's an I. She knows she needs it written down. She gets it done, throws it away. I mean, there's a little flare in that, right, mm-hmm. for an eye. You can rip it off and throw it. Wow. So S's are always going to be there for you. They're always going to know who's, whose birthday it is. You know, they're that kind of person. But they have a slow pace. So they're not going to be as fast-paced as the D and the I. You have to know that. As a team, you need them because they bring the, the comfort to your team and the C again is all about detail uh, all about getting it perfect they kind of need to understand we aren't going to get it perfect so you need to kind of let go of that a little bit but the C will they're your finishers they will get the job done maybe at a slower pace than the D and the I one but they'll make sure all the details are taken wow. care of so it's nice
0: to see all that and know all that and, and you know as you're if you, as you're telling me about each of these I'm mm-hmm. I am thinking of people that I know. Right. And Paul's shaking his head. <laughs> I'm thinking of people that I know and I'm I'm putting their names into right. and and I've, I've been told with the Enneagram, you shouldn't do
1: that. You shouldn't define people. or So that's the difference between the Enneagram and the DISC. The Enneagram is really about you. Find, find your number on the Enneagram and learn about you and get healthy as that number. But the DISC is really about, yes, I need to understand where I am on the DISC, but it helps me understand where everyone else is too. So it's really more about now that I know what a D needs, I can meet that person more in that their perspective. I can meet them in their style more. So I can show up, move fast, get to the bottom line with a D or with a C. I can sit down, be calmer, give them 453 details, make some up if I need to, because Mm. they need details, you Mm -hmm. know? So now that I know that, that's what the point of the disc is, to really understand other people's perspectives.
0: Michelle, you just mentioned um, something that just, it just, it's resonated with me. And I was wondering if this is my aging. (laughs) I have a difficult time with very long emails, like, and long texts. I mean, just go... I check out Mm -hmm. and I can't check out. I mean, because that someone in that disc will ask me, well, didn't you see it? Mm -hmm. It was on the 14th paragraph and I lost me. So what's wrong with me? Is it menopause or is it, I mean, what is wrong with, seriously? So you're not a C. We just figured
1: that out. You're not Not a C C here. (laughs) Not a C here. I know. And so that's just your style. That's your communication style. And when the people around you begin to understand that, man, take that 14 paragraphs and make it a three point, you know, three bullet points kind Mm -hmm. of thing for you. That just helps you with your style. We can all adjust, you know. The climate in our world right now, not that we want to talk about that, is that none of us are adjusting to anyone else. That's right. It's all about me, what I believe, and what I think. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then I'm not talking to you anymore. Wow. Mm -hmm. But the DISC is really to help us understand, hey, you just have a different perspective. You're just designed differently than me. I can meet you in your design. Mm One thousand percent. Yeah, just adjust. I think it's even
0: the way I go about writing a text. (laughs) I will say you know, first point, and then I'll skip a pair, you know, go paragraph Mm -hmm. down, Mm -hmm. paragraph down. I mean, it's only three or four points at Mm -hmm. maximum, Mm -hmm. but that is my, but I don't know if it's always been that way. Am I always been that way? You know what I mean? But
1: well, that's a good question. When it comes to personality styles, typically we do have the same strain kind of runs through us our whole life, but different seasons, different experiences uh, bring some adjustment. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a six on the Enneagram.
1: Oh, see, I'm a five. You're five I'm right next to you.
0: Yeah. So I'm a six. We're trying to figure out my husband. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. So how do you use the disc in your career?
1: Mm-hmm. I love, I love using it that way. I love identifying quickly where someone's coming from because it helps me cut through. I can save so much time. Mm-hmm. So when I ask you, let's do this. Let's mm-hmm. do this, Tiffany, mm-hmm. just for fun. When I ask you, tell me about yourself. What would you say?
0: Um, I'm fun. I love everyone. I want everyone to have a great, fabulous time. I, I want everybody to feel welcome and happy. Okay.
1: okay. So when you ask that question, typically every one of those components show up in a certain way. So if you were a D, you would have told me about your accomplishments. Oh, I'd never tell that. We've, you. we've had this podcast for a year. We've done this. That would have been a, com- so I know you're not a D if you were a C, that would have overwhelmed you. That question—tell me about yourself—and you'd be like, "What do you want to know?" <laughs> right? Because that's too much. <laughs> yes. But you told me about relationships, right? I mean, you said I want everyone to be happy. I want you told me about relationships. Mm-hmm. That means you're probably strong S. It's all about relationships. Is that ever got it right? He's shaking Paul. his head.
2: I called it. I mean, I. I <laughs> he was doing it. I was like S S.
1: <laughs> Why do you say that?
2: Because S's are they're um, well, in my experience, I mean, you know, way more way. Than I do. <laughs> but in my experience with S's, and at least the sales side, they're more of the appeasers and the people mm-hmm. pleasers, mm-hmm. and every single other person comes first before themselves. Mm-hmm. But they get the job done no matter what. It just takes them a little bit longer because they're they would rather build the relationship. Mm-hmm. rather than get in and out this is just in sales mm-hmm. but get in and out and get the sale and get on to the next one which is more of a D. Right. You know it's that relationship building and it's making sure that you know you're perfect.
0: Okay. Well, pretty no, much. well let me ask you you cuz you've known me several years.
1: Is that true with oh, me? Oh
2: absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean <laughs>
1: Right on. See all I did was ask you one question, you answered it yeah, and I, said, I knew. Yeah, She's an S, so I know now how to meet you there. First of all, I would never go fast. I would never talk and give you tons of information because that's that's not going to work for you. Right. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that fun? That that is amazing. So it's a great tool.
0: I mean, that is I've never heard of that. Where have I been? I've been too busy building relationships. (laughs) Right. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm trying to make everybody freaking happy around here. (laughs) Fabulous. Okay, so. All right. So the disc, you, Paul, how did you find out about it?
2: So, I found out about I found out about the disc you know personality assessment type thing through another podcast oh of course
0: he's he's a he's educated podcast guy but, He is a podcast for but no
2: i and then I started studying it and it is i've got a i've got a i'll show it to you i've got a sheet in here that tells you it's like a chart and it tells you the d i s and c mm-hmm. are you an s no new no. what are I'm, you what is he what i believe in what they said that i was. Was an I that can go to a D.
1: So when I first met him, which was what, 30 minutes ago? Yeah. (laughs) Right? I knew immediately he was an I. Did you? Mm -hmm. He's an influence. So I can
2: slide to the D if I have to. Right. And that's that. It's kind of like the old, it's just what I have to do at certain times. Like I want to be in relationships. I want to make everybody laugh, but I'm all about business too. But I'm like, Hey, let's build this and let's do this fun stuff. But if you mess up, we're going to like have to deal with it.
1: Okay. So I want to ask Michelle. So how did you identify Paul? Well, if I didn't ask him this question, but if I were to ask, you know, tell me about yourself. Typically eyes will start telling you a story. So what I noticed about Paul when I first met him is he was very... Very verbal. He had lots of things to say, and he didn't have any trouble saying them. So I knew that he was probably a lot of I. Uh, you, is that where your brain goes right it just away? Is, it just is automatic for me now. She's I mean, judging. No, 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 no. I'm learning. <laughs> Learn <good>. Yes. <laughs> See, I'm learning. And so I know. And, and so the D and the I, they're faster pace people. S and C are slower paced, Wow, slower in the way they process and the way they talk, everything. So, but the D and the C are more task oriented and the I and the S are more people oriented. Mm -hmm. So you just learn a lot when you can kind of say, oh, okay, this is the perspective. I'm not trying to put them in a box Mm -hmm. that, you know, people can be a combination of all of them. But what I'm trying to do is understand their perspective so that I can meet them in it. That is fascinating. It is fascinating. My
0: husband is a D, D D-I. Yeah, very dominant but influencer too. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I am certainly not a C. No, I knew that. No ma'am. How did you know that? <laughs> oh, cuz you said. I mean, you tell me you certain yeah.
1: details that you're just like, "Oh, I don't want to."
0: It is. It's 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 overwhelming to me to get these long emails. Mm-hmm. I know it has to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, and I end up we have a Monday morning staff meeting and I end up putting all these things I'm going Oh, I don't even want to read all this, but it has to be covered, you mm-hmm. know, but that's, that is, I mean, I need it. I need coaching, girl. I can tell you. Okay. <laughs> so the disc, so do you take that into co- companies or corporations? Yeah.
1: yeah, I do. I work with all kinds of teams. Uh, I just did one with an insurance group before. Um, and they had hired a couple of new people. So it was fun to have them all in the room. And we we looked at, they took an assessment ahead of time and had all the information before I got there. But then I explained it and we talked about how it worked for their team and even helps you know where to put people, how, you know, what positions to put them in, where they're really going to, S's excel at customer relations, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that's where you want to put them in your company. Wow. So yeah. Hmm. Okay.
0: So take me back to empowerment because I'm feeling pretty darn empowered right now. (laughs) I know the diss system. I mean, I want to know who's known about this and who didn't tell me about this. That's what I keep saying. Remember about three months ago, I'm like, what's this Enneagram? Didn't remember that, Paul? I didn't know what it was. Boy, I know now. It's it's the big rage, of course. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how do you empower others? How do we empower each other? Mm -hmm. How do I empower my staff?
1: Okay, so that is one of my favorite questions. I love that here's a thing that seems so simple. It's all simple. Um, but the first thing I would say is show up for them, show up for them. We have this tendency not to show up for people. Now we show up in the staff meeting because there's an agenda, but did we show up for them? Do we really hear them? Do we really understand what's happening? Are they, am am I asking questions that really gets me to the heart of what's going on with them? So just show up. That sounds so simple, but it takes a little work on our part to be present for people. Uh, But the other thing is fight for people. You know, if I wanted to empower you and I would show up for you, but I would also fight for you. So that looks like a number of different things, whether, whether you're in trouble with someone I'm on your side, you know, standing with you through it, supporting you in it. Or when you say things that, that demean yourself, I step in and mm-hmm. say, no, don't say that. Mm-hmm. That's not true of you. Right. That's another way to empower you. But I stop what you're saying. When I hear you next time, if you ever send me a text that starts with, I'm sorry, I will respond. With, <laughs> mm-hmm. I will call you out on that. Okay. So that's fighting for you. You see, mm-hmm. in a good way, right? Uh, so show up, fight for them. Let's see. What's another thing that I would say? I mean, yeah, show up. I mean, I, I, I'm wondering. So the show up. I'm really
0: trying to think through this. Show up not just with like you know people that you work with, coworkers, for my husband, for my daughter, for my friends. Mm-hmm. Show up.
1: Your time. I mean, it, 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 everywhere. Some of my favorite moments happen in the grocery store line because I'm pretty intentional about it. I show up for the clerk that's checking me out. Now, most of the time, we're busy on our phone. We're not, you know, we don't show up for whoever that person is. We all, we treat them like they're an automated machine. We mm-hmm. never even look at them. So I purposely look those people in the eye. I, if they're wearing a name tag, I look at their name tag and I call them by name. You and do one time. I'm so bad. This is a hysterical story. y'all. I'm really bad. There was a time in my life when I was traveling a lot. I was on the road, driving a lot on the road, on the road, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I would stop at this convenience stores because I drink a lot of iced tea. So I was always in the convenience (laughs) store going to the bathroom and those are just terrible bathrooms most of the time. So I stopped at this convenience store and the bathroom was immaculate (laughs) and this was my life. So I was like, yay. And I, As I was checking out, the owner was the one there. And I turned to her and I said, I don't know how I knew she was the owner, but I turned to her and say, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate the fact that your bathroom is so clean. Wow. That was me showing up for, do you know what happened next? She cried. She She literally cried. Oh, wow. Like nobody had ever seen her before Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. spoken to her and said something positive to say to her. So Hmm. you empowered her. I empowered her. And. That wasn't yeah. hard for me, right, you know, um th- there's so
0: many it's uh, that we've we've talked to a couple of psychologists about um the mask, and it's necessary i, I it, mm-hmm. it's well, of course, I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. even saying it's necessary we have to wear a mask, but the 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 loss of a smile mm-hmm. is just uh, i don't yeah. You know, I my one thing I heard a long time ago. Someone said, "Smile at a person if you could just get a smile back." And mm-hmm. I and I've done that throughout my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, not every day, but but right. I've done that. Right. And you can't see it now. And I think we're missing we're missing that part psychologically. That has to be doing
1: a number yeah. on us during this pandemic. Yeah, there are several things during this pandemic that that we are. Unconscious, Mm -hmm. you know, we're subconsciously aware, but unconsciously aware of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of them is that we, we can't smile at each other anymore, but so that the distance that that creates Mm -hmm. is huge. And the psychological, um, just the emotional heaviness that we are carrying, I, I was having coffee with a friend the other day and she said, man, this whole, she's raising young kids in the middle of all this crazy pandemic. And she said, some days I can't even do anything but make sure I keep my kids safe. She said, I can't work. I can't. She said, I don't understand it. Well, it's this psychological heaviness that all of us are experiencing. Yeah. Is that amazing? It is. It's crazy. I mean, after this is over,
0: which it'll go away. It will. It will. I mean, it always goes away. But just getting to that point, you know, some days I feel like I do feel empowered and saying, We got this. We got this. We got this. Then the other days I'm like, oh, I can't see anyone smile,
1: you know? Right. right, You know, and how how we can't empower each other. Well, what you notice is, and of course the news really helps us because they capture it all, is how much of this, I'm going to call it emotional immaturity, is showing up in oh, the middle gosh. of this pandemic, you know. We all are losing our stuff all over the place. We are. <laughs> and it's that's the result of some of this heaviness that we carry.
0: We do carry heaviness and we've been going through the pandemic since March for mm-hmm. sure, shut down during March, and now we're going through and of course we've been in just unsettling tides with black mm-hmm. lives matter, mm-hmm. unsettling times. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'm white privilege, so I, you know, I I don't even, it's like, I thought everything was great. No, it's not great. It's not great. And now we're in election. Right. I mean, you know, which we are being, we're being, this is how you behave, you know, and I'm not saying aside, I'm not going politics here, but we're we're just, I think everyone is just so uneasy and
1: what do you do? All of it is unsettling for sure. All of it is unsettling. So one of the things I, I started saying in the very beginning, and I'm still saying is that we, we have this habit of fueling, whether it's, whether we're intentional about it or not, we fueled something in ourselves. Um, so for a while, all of us were fueling the fear. We were literally throwing gas on the flame of the fear. Um, and so I like to pay attention to what am I fueling? So what have I, and what am I doing? So in the beginning, you if you were fueling fear, it's probably you were on Facebook too much, Instagram, wherever it is. Listening to the news. Listening to the The media. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, You were fueling the fear. So I I'm constantly saying, So what did you really want to fuel? I know you didn't want to fuel the fear. Oh, well, I'd rather fuel hope or whatever. Okay, what things are you doing to actually fuel hope? true. I mean it sounds so simple but we really have to stop and think about that. Let me let me shift in that. And and the other thing I see in the middle of this is there's so much growth opportunity. You use the word white privilege. Uh, man, I have learned so much about my white privilege that I didn't know ahead. I, I didn't know. And so using these moments to really grow are we're going to be in a, such a better place. Once we're through it, if we have done that mm-hmm. now, we're not all doing it that way. I get it. But that's what, that's what I see this as an opportunity. to. Oh. I know it's, I just can't believe it. I was reading your blog post about
0: um, white privilege. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, you know, and I, and I've talked with uh, my black friends and I'm, I can just say as I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, don't be sorry <laughs> for who you are, but just be aware and help us change. Aware.
1: That's. Self-awareness is the key to all emotional maturity, oh, self-awareness. And, and there are so many things, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. And so you have to really push yourself to, to find the answers, to find the things that you don't know, to put yourself in situations you've never been in before so that you can learn something. Mm-hmm. Make, it's it's
0: uncomfortable, too. Yeah, it's very it's uncomfortable. an uncomfortable thing. Oh, we love to be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We really do. I mean, out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So being uncomfortable is the thing that will grow you. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a, a friend of mine. He was, I'm like, what can I do? What can I do? What mm-hmm. can I do to change things? And he said, speak up. Speak up when your friends are saying the incorrect things mm-hmm. or being politically Mm -hmm. Um,
1: incorrect speak up just say something I mean it's exactly what my friends tell me too and so I did and I started to and it's shocking mm -hmm. what happens when you do that Mm -hmm. it is shocking Mm -hmm. it is shocking and you know what we're going back to
0: empowerment, but I felt a little empowered. Like right. I want to do anything I can, but I mean, in any th- capacity of the world, but especially, especially Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. You know, I just didn't know. Yes. <laughs> and reading your blog post, what was the name of it? It is. I think it
1: is. I think it's white, uh, white privilege. Yeah. Something about discovering my white privilege or something like that. Yeah. And
0: I just didn't know. I,
1: yeah. Right. So empowering, I'm going to go back
0: to uh, empowering and I, you said something about self-awareness and I haven't noticed. I've never, I've not noticed this before, but the the amount of the lack of self-awareness that some of us have, mm-hmm. and I have fallen into that little trap and I'm going to go back. I'm going to go to an example of you're in the grocery store and you're stopped with your cart in the middle of the aisle with people trying to get around. I'm just looking for the right olive oil. I'm really sorry, but this, the self-awareness why do we not have self awareness? Are some of us better? Is that on the disc? Is that an enneagram thing? Is that a selfish?
1: What is that? Does that make sense? That's, that's human. <laughs> cross that's across the board human. I think that we have been trained at times. Uh, depending on our childhood, depending on our profession, maybe depending on our education, I don't know. We've probably been trained to be self-aware in certain situations, but like, that's a great example. I'm just looking for the olive oil. (laughs) I'm just looking for the right one. And we don't realize that we blocked everybody's way. Um, so I think you have two different things happening there. First of all, there are moments when we're not Mm self-aware and, and we are working on it. Some of us, the other side of that, I'm going to, I'm going to take you to being the person that is annoyed with the woman that has her cart in the middle of the aisle and won't get out of the way. The other side of that is we tell ourselves a story. Something happens. We have an emotion like anger, and then we have a behavior that follows like hollering at someone. But in this nanosecond after the incident, we tell ourselves a story before the emotion comes. Mm -hmm. So you're in the aisle blocking the way, and I say, that's selfish (laughs) so-and-so. She can't think of anybody but herself. She's never had to think about another person. She's been catered to her whole life. I don't even know I told myself that story. I'm good at it. See, Mm -hmm. it just happens in a nanosecond, And then I'm reacting to that story I told Mm -hmm. myself. So what I love to do and what I love to teach people to do is start noticing the story you're telling yourself and change the story. Mm -hmm. Because when you change the story, emotions change. Right. So when the guy cuts me off in traffic and I used to shake my fist and scream at him and tell him what a sorry so-and-so is, now I say, oh, he probably has an emergency. Mm-hmm. Totally different emotion comes from right. that. So we, I think we'd be better with each other mm-hmm. if we'd learn to to catch the story we're telling ourselves and adjust it to a better version. Right. You know, what's More the positive? best possible explanation? Oh, she's just in her own world. She's just busy trying to find that right thing. She has mm-hmm. no idea. If she knew, she'd move. Right. That's the real story. Mm-hmm. But we don't tell ourselves that. Exactly.
0: And anger. I mean, just, you know, I, that is true. Trying to pull the positive out of that and think about it. But then I think there is so much anger right now going on in the world. And and I did a podcast many, right at the beginning of, of, of COVID about anger and everyone being upset about what going on if the, our world was rocked like we had no idea oh, yeah. if they would have told you a year ago we were going to stay home no, no. i not <laughs> nobody anywhere. would have believed it isn't <laughs> it something though mm-hmm. so anger talk
1: to me about anger and how that relates to empowerment oh uh, so i love when it comes to any emotion but anger is a good example uh i noticed that we create two piles for emotions There's a yes good pile and a no this is bad pile, we label our emotions. So if I'm excited, if I'm joyful, if I'm happy, this is goes in the good pile. But if I'm angry or guilty or sad, that goes in the bad pile. The problem with that is that we push away the bad pile and we pull the good pile towards us. Mm-hmm. So I would say first of all, do not label your emotions. They are your emotions. But let's scoop them all up and bring them in close. Let's assume that they are a friend trying to communicate something to us. Like if I had a friend say, "Hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. You've got lettuce in your teeth." I would really appreciate that. You know, I don't want to just do that people. I don't want to just go up and have lettuce in my teeth. So, assume that's what your emotion is, a friend that's bringing you a message that you need. So, let's look at anger then. If anger is a friend bringing me an a message I need, then I need to pull it close and sit with it for a moment. Instead of push it away and go, I don't want to deal with that. So sometimes once you pull it close, especially, and we were talking about Black Lives Matter, that kind of thing, use your anger to make a difference. So let it fuel you to march or to find decision makers and make changes, whatever that is. But a lot of times we need to dig a little deeper and find the hurt underneath it and get in touch with what is that hurt that's underneath there? And how do I need to navigate through that hurt? Because what happens is anger is easy emotion for us to uh, tap into, and it doesn't take a lot of vulnerability. But if I dig deep into the hurt, now I have to get vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And when I get vulnerable, that's where growth really happens. Hmm. So emotion, anger, is a friend? It's telling you something. Get with it. Get still with it. Find out what the message is. Once you know what the message is, man, now you're now you're moving somewhere. Wow. Mm.
0: And how you control that anger? Because there's been right. so many phases of my life, and I've been told not to say I don't like that person of many years ago of whom I was, mm-hmm. and I've been coached to not say mm-hmm. that and embrace that little girl mm-hmm. and understand you are bad. You know, but the anger and the explosiveness and how you learn, I tell you, I've learned more on this podcast, <laughs> listening to people, you know, sharing their wisdom mm-hmm. and how to hang, handle the anger. And mm-hmm. I, I, in your, I think you're taught as a child how to
1: behave. Right. Right. And, and women are told, especially anger is unbecoming. Of course. So do not show that. Mm-hmm. Do not. So we are always trying to push it away. Well, some, at some point you push it away so much that just, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to explode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and if you go back and look at that woman that was angry, mm-hmm. you're you when you were angry, I bet you can now see, oh, there was something underneath that. If I had gotten with it and sat with it and figured out what was underneath it. Right, I could have moved forward in dig, big ways.
0: Yeah. Dig deep. Mm-hmm. I learned so much when um, my husband and I were dating and married, and we've been married for nine years. And um, I, he has, he's, lear- he's learned so much as well. But mm-hmm. he and I together, I remember when we were first together, and I'm that person, if I f- fight with you, I am so passive aggressive. I'm not speaking to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to text you back. I'm just mm-hmm. going to ignore you. Mm-hmm. That has been my typical M.O., And I was defined as passive aggressive. I'm like, oh, no, I'm labeled as that person. And I've been working so hard to not do that. But my husband, we would go, you know, and leave each other in the evening. I'm mad. We had to knock down, drag out of whatever this or, you know, whatever uh, minor argument it was. The next day I get up. I want to be mad. Mm-hmm. I want to continue because that's how I was taught to do this. I want to continue to be mad at him. And you, I wake up and he's so happy. You want some coffee, honey? I'm mm-hmm. like, you're supposed to be mad at me. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be angry at me. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to be fighting. He taught me that. And it was the most fabulous gift, Greg Blackman, that mm-hmm. anyone could give. And I don't know how he learned to do that, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I
1: didn't, that wasn't how I did right. it. You know what I mean? And that. It goes back to those personality styles we talked about. The D's and the I's, they're venters. They just get it out and they're done. But the S and the C's, they're stuffers. When it comes to emotion, they just stuff I'm it, stuff it, stuff that. it. Uh-huh. I rock that <laughs> stuffing. I mean,
0: I do. Don't I fall. I can rock it. I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing though. Mm-hmm. But you know how people change. It's kind of humbled me. I was like, gosh, I've done this all at that time. I was, you know, 45, whatever. Like oh my gosh,
1: so it's so enlightening. Yeah, and that that kind of thing just eats you up. Mm-hmm. The more you hang on to it, oh. you know, the more it eats you up, and it festers into all kinds of other stuff. And mm-hmm. it's it's so unhealthy for you, but also for the relationship. It's your junk. Mm-hmm. It's junk.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. So you know, we were talking about women and empowerment, and I do. Um, I have to say, we have we have nominated a, a, a our first woman of color to the presidential vice president Mm -hmm. vice. I can't speak vice presidency. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I don't care what party
1: you're on. That's a big moment. It's a big moment. Big moment for, for for women to, for us to see we are closing the gap. There is still a gap, but we are gaining on it. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, you know, it's a privilege really. Mm-hmm. If you're female today, it's a privilege to live in these times mm-hmm. because there is a movement among women that has never been there before. And so, yeah, kudos to all the women that are serving. And we've got quite a few oh, absolutely. serving in the Senate and the House and on the Supreme Court and all those places that we haven't been before.
0: Absolutely. And and I'm fighting for our country. And I just have to say, we are making a change Mm -hmm. in in women empowerment and empowering all these little girls and young men, gay, black, whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be, Mm -hmm. to to move forward. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, and and we, and I think it's our responsibility. Everyone else listening to this is to empower each other. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, I really do not care what, what side you're on. Everybody please, you know, give Mm -hmm. Senator Harris a high five. I mean, Mm -hmm. because I, again, not worried about the vote right now, just Mm -hmm. the the women and how far we've come. Yes. You know, big deal. I know, and you don't have to. I, I can only imagine with the 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 level of women. I'm going to a different place here, but women do not have to stay in jobs, relationships. They don't have to stay.
1: Thank right? you. And, and that's a big, that's a big point. We don't have time to explore all that now, but that is podcast. a big point right there. That. Because we haven't stood in our power and authority, because we haven't been empowered, we have stayed in places that we did not need to stay. Mm -mm. And really, in 2020, girls, you do not need to stay. Whatever it is, wherever you're at, whatever's Mm -hmm. happening, if you're being bullied, if you're being abused, if you're being... Don't stay.
0: Don't stay. There's... I mean... The grass is greener. Right. I mean, if you're feeling that emotional, that, I mean, I can't even, I can't say it enough. I have a daughter that's 21 and, you know, she's, she is, she, she's not, she's not that person. That, yeah. That's not going to happen to her.
1: I pray it doesn't happen. To her.
0: Never say never, but, right. you know, I think I've empowered a young woman and
1: it's our job. You've done the that's same exactly thing with two right. sons. That's right. Exactly right. My, my sons are. More, they're, they're probably better at empowering women than some of the other uh, women on the face of the earth. I bet, I bet they are. I bet they are. Well,
0: Michelle, tell us how we can find you and on and, and your sure. website, yes. or please tell yes. us. Yes,
1: you. Yes, on the World Wide web at LifeByDesign.Guru. So that's .G.U.R.U. LifeByDesign.Guru. You can find me uh, on Facebook. I do a five-minute Facebook Live every Monday at noon talking about all kinds of little tips to use in your life and you can find me at lifebydesign.guru oh wow okay so on, you on do Facebook that too.
0: good that's amazing so i yeah. love that okay that is great and then you offer packages
1: and just call you or yes. connect you with yes. you to yes. your you website. can email me or call me all of that you can find on the website and we can talk about what what you need, and whether or not we partner us partnering together is going to get you there.
0: Well, that's amazing, and I love it. I love everything you have. I've read almost every one of your blog posts. I was digging deep. That's
1: like five years of blogs or I'm something. I'm telling you, girl,
0: I, I scrolled through them. I, mean, I did do a research for sure. Well, thank you so much for coming today, and thanks well, thank for sharing for inviting me, sharing with my community and my followers um, all of your knowledge, I'll and we are here to empower all of each other and be nice yes. to each other, yes. please. And everyone, thank you so much for listening today. please go to youtube and rate and review this podcast and tell us what you'd like to hear we got to get up in that podcast world and follow me at tiffany c blackman on instagram and facebook tiffany collins and everyone have a wonderful day empower your friends and your women and everything everyone out there and everyone keep being fabulous